Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. Please remember that all of the information in this podcast episode is limited to general information only. That means the information is not specific to you, your needs, goals, or objectives. So you should seek the advice of a licensed and trusted financial professional before acting on the information. And before you acquire or apply for a financial product, please read the PDS or product disclosure statement, which should be available on the issuer's website. Lastly, please keep in mind that past performance is not indicative of future performance. In this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast, Kate and I are sharing with you our top five finance books and or resources. Five each. We've got some great show notes, so check them out. If you're going away on holiday, you've got a trip planned or something else where you have a bit of downtime or you just like reading, be sure to check out the show notes. As always, we hope that you enjoy this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. Hello, Kate, and welcome to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. It's good to be back, Owen, on this uh, nice Melbourne morning. Yes, cold as always in winter, but it's nice. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, What are we talking about? Uh, Today, we wanted to do a nice and light episode on our top five personal finance books because we love reading books and sharing our resources. And we've heard from many of you that you also like um, all these resources and books we share. So we're just going to summarize five books each today. Um, and hopefully you can maybe get one at your library now if the libraries are open. I'm yeah, I reckon sure. they would be. Otherwise, I think Melbourne Library might be. Secondhand books online. Yeah. yeah, or always most of these are on Book Depository or Booktopia or Demix somewhere else so you can get a hand on these and share them with your friends. Yeah, good one. Okay, so we've got five each. Why don't we go tit for tat, you go first, then I'll go, Great. then you go, etc. So one of my favorite brand new books, so this has only been recently added to my list of books that I like, is actually, it came out this year and it's called Money School by Lacey Phillips. Mm -hmm. And she is an Australian, so it's awesome to start seeing some books by Australian authors who has reached financial independence by quite an early age in her 30s. Um, and I believe she was an engineer beforehand. Right. And so she talks about her journey and um, working towards fire which is the financial independence retire early uh, goal in Australia, which which is awesome because mm. it's interesting seeing how super and all Australian investments and Australian property all sort of interrelate in achieving your goal. Um, so that's cool. definitely a recommended one on my list. You, a lot of the time you find these books or podcasts that almost exclusively from the US. Mm. And so it's, it's good to hear a local story. Speaking of which, um, mine are unoriginal, but I think <laughs> there's no points for originality. So my first one is The Barefoot Investor. And growing up, I never had a resource like this. I didn't know his first book was available, Scott Pape's first book. Mm. Um, almost all of our listeners, I imagine, would know it or have read part of it or all of it, hopefully. Um, he's also got another book out more recently. But um, as for those of you who don't know, it's just an all-rounder, I guess, mm. is how you could describe it. talks about everything from the psychology of money to managing money as a family unit. And then, the I guess, a little bit of a like t- dipping your toes into investing and how you can invest in, for example, property on the stock exchange, which we've talked about in our mm. REITs episode. But then also, you know, the difference between index funds and ETFs and all that type of stuff. So Barefoot Investor, it's easy to see why he sold so many books. And it's a it's a brilliant book. So yeah, definitely and it's grab pe- a copy. most people's first personal finance book mm, in Australia, I yeah. think. And it's actually I think it's done an amazing job at opening up personal finance to a much wider audience um, of people that 
might never have picked up a personal finance book before because, totally. I mean, historically they have been a little boring. I mean, oh, I have seen so some of the books from 20, 30 years ago and they just, they're yeah. either sending you straight into whatever their scheme is. <laughs> I've read quite a few books that have yeah. um, like a sign up now page at the back just for their, their course or really? their property development <laughs> seminar. Um, but luckily the books seem to be changing in the last few years. So that's, that's good and definitely recommend this one. Um, my next one is a Australian finance previous podcast guest, yes, Nicole Haddo's indeed. book, Smashed Avocados. So I, it's a great lighthearted read about buying your first home and getting into the property market. And again, I have read a few really boring property books. Yeah, so yeah. I think it's a great first step. You obviously need to do more research following that, but it's a great book to start familiarizing yourself with some of the key terms and key things you should know when it comes to property, like finding out if there's owner's corp. Mm -hmm. Yep, a good one. And so she does a really good job of it, I think because she was reliving her experience and mm. kind of like how she discovered everything and how she went about um, her own journey, which when you write for people, one of the things that you gotta be mindful of is if you're talking down or you're talking up to yeah. people. And a lot of people don't really think about that when they write. Like what level are you writing at? And when you're experiencing something firsthand, you tend to be writing at the level of your audience. Yeah. So it's it's very easy to, to speak their language, so to speak. And so I, th I, f I feel like that's a really good one. And we did an episode with her, with Nicole Haddo. So go back and listen to that. Yeah, and I believe she's got another book in the works. In the works, She's writing yes. at the moment. So that'll be exciting to see that. Hopefully she'll come back on. <laughs> um, so Get a Financial Group was by Pete Wargent is my second one. Um, Pete, I've interviewed in another podcast series that I run. He's a, nowadays people know him as kind of like a property coach and, mm. and mentor and economist. But, you know, before all that, Pete was an accountant and he talks about his journey pretty much just ruining himself in his 20s, like working ridiculously long hours. He was making good money, but he really had, like he was like a sieve, like money would hit his pocket and just disappear <laughs> into a thousand little places, um, which I, I guess many of us can relate mm, to. Yeah. And so he kind of went for the, through this like transformation, which only took like three or four years, but because he had a pretty good job and he saved like crazy, he went from, you know, I think he describes going out on like every night of the week, literally every night of the week, mm. and then waking up in the morning and going to a cafe for breakfast. And so he's cut out like everything for like two years or something. Yeah. And he's done this complete turnaround and he's reached financial independence in around about five years. Mm. And he retired, I believe, this is off the top of my head, between 30 and 33. Mm -hmm. um, but he still does like um, coaching and that sort of type of yeah. thing now. But it's a really good refreshing take and candid take on, you know, how you can go from one extreme to the other. Yeah. So get a financial grip and he's written a few other books since. Okay, my next one is another one I mention a lot by one of my favorite personal finance writers based in the US, Ramit Sethi, mm -hmm. and his book, um, the name is a bit off-putting. You've said It's this called before. I Will Teach You To Be Rich, but I really like the book in terms of changing your money mindset and the way you uh, go about your personal finance journey and building your life. And I have also mentioned before yeah. about money dials and working out what you value in life and putting your money there rather than spending it on so many other things that you don't actually that don't bring you joy so uh, i'd really recommend that one it's definitely a bestseller so you can get copies not like pretty cheaply yeah, um, so i definitely recommend grabbing a copy of that one it's something you'll read again and again um, just skip the 401k stuff and 
read one of the other Australian books when it comes to sort of superannuation and retirement, but uh, definitely recommend. And even go to his website, which is of the same name, and he writes a lot and he writes really long pieces, but they really make you think. So that's all free. So if you want to just get a taste of what he uh, talks about, go to his website as well. That's a great great resource. A lot of these, um, I guess I'm guilty of this, these books, they have these resources mm. and kind of like extensions and calculators yeah. and what have you, which you should use, but you just really don't. Mm. Um, but yeah, this, these are all, you've got links in the show notes here. So there's, there's plenty here for people to jump onto as well. Um, I'm going to mix it up a bit. And for the people that maybe don't read a lot of books, um, this is also something that's kind of more of a um, investing thing. But mm. I think people would want me to mention something yeah. down the investing pathway and this is a podcast from the US um, called Industry Focus by The Motley Fool and the reason why I'm mentioning this one is because they don't just talk about companies although that's kind of the main focus they talk about um, different themes or different stories in the headlines and they have certified financial planners on there and they have like diehard analysts on there and then <laughs> it's every day there's a podcast and they look at a different industry it's really well done and it's from The Motley Fool um, and I, I just like it because the way the Motley Fool explains things, as many of our listeners will know, is kind of very simple, uh, very easy to understand. So the Industry Focus podcast, we'll put a link in the show notes. Absolutely. Now, my next one, I'm not sure if I've mentioned this one before, but it's called The Behavioral Investor by Daniel Crosby. Mm -hmm. uh, he's based in the US, but I think the lessons in this book are really applicable to anyone in the world. And he actually has a PhD in behavioral psychology and really talks about um all of the sort of mistakes and mishaps that can happen as an investor um, in terms of what's going on in your brain that you might not be aware of mm -hmm. that's affecting the way you invest and build wealth. And so I think it's really good to have a read of that one. Um, I ordered it uh, the other year, uh, last year, I think at the Melbourne City Library. So get a, <laughs> if you're, if right. you're local because it doesn't it's pretty expensive online i think it's about 40 dollars, which huh. for a book is pretty pricey yeah. um it's definitely a more limited <laughs> you want to make sure you like it for 40 dollars. Yeah, yeah so um if you can find and he writes a lot online all of these people that we've mentioned usually write a lot online and yeah. share their learnings as well so um if you want to see before you buy try before you buy just have a look um for any of the articles they've written in the past and see if you can gain insight from that before getting your hands dirty with the book but um i definitely mm. recommend that one for really interesting behavioral insights into the way you invest cool um another one that uh, again not being very original here but um rich dad poor dad by robert kiyosaki it's he claims it's the number one personal finance book of like 30 years or 20 years. He claims a lot of things. Yeah, he does. But the way he words it is that it's in total. So it's not like every <laughs> year. It's the number one best-selling book for 20 years, like mm. in total. So yeah. it's like adding it all up. But anyway, aside from that, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, there's a few things in there that you probably don't, like they probably aren't relevant, probably a bit risky and what have you. But probably the most important thing from his whole thing is just thinking about your assets column and your liabilities column. It's kind of something that he kind of conceptualized and, and made it really simple for people to understand is, you know, effectively assets are things that increase in price or pay you mm. cash flow and liabilities are everything else. And you want to put as much in your assets column as you can and take on as few liabilities um, where and when you can. There's also a cash flow quadrant and those types of things. But the basic principle that I took away from the book is that, yes, you need to take some risk. Um, you can go and Google him and backstory there if you want to think about risk, but there's that there. But 
um, take risk in, in part, but also make sure you understand the difference between assets and liabilities. One of the people that was on um, the Investors Podcast recently, uh, Lawrence Lamb, he said he was amazed when he could put money in some place and then it magically adds money and then he takes more out in the future. Mm. And that's exactly what building up your assets column is and that's why we talk about investing. But hey, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, very popular book, just like Barefoot Investor, probably worth reading. Yeah. Okay. My last pick is The Simple Path to Wealth by J.L. Collins Mm, and another US writer, one of the early sort of thought leaders on the financial independence retire early movement and um, even though the book is targeted to a US audience it does have a really um, it kind of started my fire thinking and the way I sort of changed my financial mindset and really thinking about how important it is to invest and not just leave your money for life in a bank account Mm. Um, and it does it makes it it breaks down the concepts and the steps towards fire in a really easy to understand way and really simplifies investing when it kind of seems really complicated from an outside perspective when you know nothing. So um, again, American perspective. So there's 401ks and sort of um, various Americanisms, but I definitely recommend that as well. And that's been around for a long time, Mm. this book. So you should hopefully be able to find some secondhand copies if you want to get a handle on that. He's got a blog as well, right? Yeah. Yep. Didn't he he start writing it for his daughter? Isn't that why he started Mm, it? I think so. Yeah. He wanted to teach her everything that he wished he knew about money or something like that? So some of the – like he – I think I had a look at this blog the other day and it had like hundreds and hundreds of posts. So you can – and I think one of the interesting things is the comment section, which is really popular as well. So sometimes you've obviously got to filter through the the good and the bad, but there can be really amazing – things you can learn from reading the comments of people that have um, read his book and pursued fire and the lessons they've learnt and the reflections so I sometimes you can actually gain quite a bit of insight from the comment section um, another place I like the comment section for is the Mr Money Mustache website yeah we talked about yeah, that yeah so um, definitely that's another place um, to have a look at yeah that's definitely go back to the fire episode we've got some quotes <laughs> from him in there they're brilliant um, okay so the last one I'm not going to I'm going to say the PG version which is Unf Your Finances mm. by Mel Brown uh, she's an accountant and financial planner, kind of an entrepreneur from Sydney. Again, I've spoken to her previously and we're hoping to get her on this <laughs> show because she speaks really well. She's got some really good ideas. She's written some great books. Uh, More Money for Shoes is another one. Uh, she's got a new one out, which we're yeah. hoping to talk about. Well, budgets don't work. So I'm really, really interested Controversial. to read of that one. Yeah. See so, what she has to say. Uh, so, you know, uh, Mel Brown's book, Unf Your Finances, it's a big leather bound book. So it can actually come in a smaller version too and it's got bright pink writing on the yeah. front. What I took from it, there's one chapter in particular which is something that we've talked about on the podcast before and people have written in and, and, and said that they've done this is mm. a financial detox yep. which is effectively, she says she does it twice a year and she, I'm led to believe she's quite wealthy now but never mind, she does it twice <laughs> a year um, and effectively what she does is once, one month, um, she just cuts everything out of her diet yep. effectively and when I say diet, I mean like financial diet. It's like... Um, only things that can be purchased for the house or in the house uh, so no on- online mm. shopping but it just kind of like rids you of everything and as the name suggests detox is what it is yeah. and it just resets your expectations and your living standards and makes you focus on what's important mm. and you can get so stuck in one sort of status quo it's really good to change things up yeah another one I don't know if you brought this up was an, another kind of detox and this is for women more so than men I guess but men too um 
someone told me that they i don't know if it was mel or you or someone that they they went a year without purchasing like a new thing in their wardrobe which is another I way of doing a detox was me. <laughs> <laughs> not you. i think it might have been mel said you know some people take it another way and say we're not going to buy anything for my for the wardrobe for a month mm. and so it doesn't have to be everything it can be one thing that you know you spend money on which you probably shouldn't just have a detox from that for 30 days um really cool idea mm. so we've got all this stuff in the show notes yeah and if we've interviewed any of these authors which we have a few of them uh we'll include those episodes in the show notes as well so you can learn a little bit more about them and again m- most of these books can be accessed through your libraries and if you didn't know most libraries have a section where you can request a mm. book so if the library doesn't have that book in stock uh just request it and i've found that pretty much all my requests have been granted yeah. by melbourne city library which is one of my favorite places um so yeah you don't always have to fork out the money um, some of these books like i am so glad i've got a copy because i keep going back to them um but yeah see what works for you and share the books around i think yeah um, like people gifting the barefoot investor to their friends and family has changed countless lives so if you find one of these books really helpful and that changes your life, share them with a friend and family and maybe you'll do something amazing for them. Yep. And if they do not like reading books as much, send them our way. <laughs> send them to the podcast <laughs> because that's like yeah. we've kind of taken all of this, especially you, taken all of this reading hmm. and try we try and break it down and distill it into core concepts. Yeah, or even check out um, if you don't want to read it, you can listen to the, the audio? audiobook version yeah. of it Um most of these are probably audiobook versions yeah. now. There's, I think Audible seems to be taking over the world. It does, yeah. When you're driving, it's so much easier just to listen to the book rather than read it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Cool, Kate. This is a, a good episode. So how can people find out more about you? Uh, if you want to learn more about me, I'm available at howtomoney.online or howtomoneyaus on Twitter and Instagram. Yep, and you can get in contact with me and with us. Um, Owen, uh, what is it? Uh, podcast at rask.com.au is the email address. And our website is rask.com.au. Uh, and you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter, it's Owen Rask. Instagram, Owen Rask AU, not very active. Uh, but yeah, thanks He's as trying. always. I'm trying. <laughs> Maybe more active on TikTok. 2020 is remainder goals. <laughs> yeah. Kate, as always, thanks for joining All right. me. Thanks for listening.